So if you have your Bibles, we started off talking about last week, when, right? Uh, what's important what? What's important when? Now, how to win is priority. And one of the things that we said on last week is that um, one of the reasons why people fail, one of the main reasons people fail uh, in life, and everybody wants to know the secret, don't they? Huh? How many of y'all knew somebody that grew up with you and, uh, you know, everybody was poor and stuff, and they really made it. They made it to something big. Let me see you. All right. So a lot of times we wonder, don't we, how did they do that? You ever wonder that? Yeah. You ever wonder that? That was little Nene in the first grade. <laughs> we used to drink chocolate milk together. How did she surpass me that quickly? You ever, how many of y'all ever wondered that? Somebody in your family. Amen. Watch this. This is, this, is, this is really when it gets cold. When they're younger than you. Somebody say amen. You 50, 60, and they 20, 30, and they done already made their first 10 million. You ever wonder, how did they do that stuff? Anybody ever wonder? Anybody ever lied in church? Let me see here. All right. Yeah, we wonder. We wonder. Now, I was explaining to somebody, we was talking, and uh, y'all, thank y'all for praying this morning and, uh, you know, everything, man. We, we've, uh, we've gotten, we're getting kind of used to our new building and everything, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and it was a little, little late praying. So, what we're going to do now, uh, Satya, we're going to start having classes again at 9 o'clock. Uh, two amen. What'd you say? What'd you say? What'd you say? Amen. I didn't hear everybody. Everybody say one time. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we're going to start having class again. Because we, we, don't we need more of the word of God? And two amens on that. Don't we need more of the word of God? I think so. I think so. And, um, and one of the things that we've been teaching um, that I've been hearing a lot of impact uh, is, is King Dynamics. King Dynamics and how, how it, it changes people's lives. Now, there are two ways that people get money. All right? You can... Participate in the earth curse system, this system um, in this world, and, 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 uh, and you can get money. You can get money. Somebody say amen. You can get money uh, through this earth curse system. Now, that money is not, um, it's, it's, it's volatile. You, 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 might, you might lose it as fast as you got. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's this earth curse system. Yeah? Right. Or you can get it the kingdom way. Everybody say the kingdom way. All right, now you can get the earth curse system or you can get it the kingdom way. Earth curse system is tall and the earth curse system is tall and that's what that's what God cursed Adam said you you know you'll tall and sweat, you'll you eat by the sweat of your brow, all this stuff. And so that's why we call it the earth curse system. Because you 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 notice and some of y'all are retired in here. I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand. Some of us are closer to retirement than we are uh, were, you know, last year or whatnot. But, y'all, when you retire, you work all them years. You spend all them hours. You work overtime. You did all that stuff. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And they blessed you so you don't have to worry about money now, right? Huh? Social Security blesses you so you don't even have to think about money, right? No. You spend all that time. Think about it. You spend most of your life on a job that didn't even reward you 
Just let me go step. I can't hear nothing. And then they take him to Social Security. Come on, somebody. So you know what I see a lot? I see a lot of retirees that's doing what? Working. Thought you was retired. Good man, I had you. I couldn't make it on that. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> so how does it work in the kingdom? How does it work in the kingdom? And, you know, my mama came and joined this church, and one of the reasons why she joined this church, because my mama knew me. Like, my mama saw me. My mama knew me when I was peeing in the bed. You know what I'm saying? My mama knew me, and she knew me when I was broke. She knew me when I was making bad money decisions, even as a grown married man with children, having to borrow every month to pay my mortgage. And she saw me start putting some principles together. She said, what in the world is going on? Because I didn't do it the world's way. Somebody say amen. <laughs> and my son, you know, he, he, now he didn't got, I don't know. You know my son getting married next week. Y'all know that? Yeah. that? We will have our first wedding next Saturday and everything. And, and so, and all that. But my son, you know, now I don't know why he, now he started trying to count my money, mama, trying to say, well, well this would have been a, a millionaire. Is it? I said, hey, 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 don't count my money yet. Somebody say amen. amen. But I done came a long way. Somebody say amen. amen. Some other people here knew me. I done came a long way. But how do you do it? How do you do it? And, and so we're going we're gonna to combine two messages. Last week we were talking about how to win. On, on Sunday and then last Wednesday we were talking about kingdom numbers when money is unnecessary, right? Okay, so I was, I was praying this morning and I said, God, I don't have a clear path on what to preach. I thought I was going to come back and preach about priorities like we did last week. And then I felt that money uh, uh, message on me. He said, he said, I want you to combine the messages. Then we were in the back. I was talking to Mr. Israel and he said, Pastor, I'm going to tell you, that 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 uh that that wind message and that money message from Wednesday, that's what I need to hear. And so he confirmed that. So we're gonna try to put the put both of these messages together. Are y'all gonna pray with me? Y'all gotta pray with me because my wife's not here, okay? Y'all gonna pray with me? <laughs> so that's all right. Y'all, y'all hear y'all hear the baby car. Amen. They singing, amen. And we don't mind that. Amen. Sign of babies is a sign of a growing church. Somebody say amen. Amen. Praise God. We just had another baby. Amen. Brother Johnson just had another baby. You, you married people just keep on having babies. Somebody say amen. They don't have to go through new members. They're automatically a member, and we count them. Somebody say amen. Amen. And they get their little birthday money, teach them to give, you know, give a dollar or something. So, when, um, sound good too. Thank y'all, Santi. When you're playing a video game or something, uh, they got these, these cheat codes. You know about cheat codes? Yeah. Or they have these things called hacks that they want to give you a shortcut to how to do something, right? How many of y'all want to be closer to God? Let me see your hand. 
You didn't come here if you didn't want to be closer to God, right? You're at church on Sunday because you want to be close to God. Y'all, I had, this is so funny. I had to stop at uh, Walmart on the way in, and I, you know, I usually try to do everything on Saturday, but I did. I had to stop at Walmart and get something. And y'all, people was looking at me like, what is you doing in here? This is not for church people. Everybody was in there getting stuff to wash their cars and stuff like that. So you, you, you could have been washing your car. You could have been sleeping in. You could have been doing a lot of stuff that people do on Sundays. Amen. But you came because uh, you want to be close to God. Can I give you a couple of hats? Now, y'all, I'm going to tell you. If you get these three things, I'm going to tell you down. And it's not, I'm not going to preach this whole message. But these are just three things. If you, if you major and focus on these three things, and they're very specific, okay, you're going to get close to God. And God's going to get close to you, and there are things that are going to begin to happen in your life. Somebody say amen. amen. No, but God never got close or in covenant with anybody that he didn't make rich in the Bible. There's no, it's true. It's true. It's true. And so we, we're going to talk about it. All right, number one, number one, number one, right, on priorities, right, what's important now? Okay, number one. You gotta, there's some things that, that, that you got to understand about God. Number one, one of the most important things to God is faith. Everybody say faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We are a faith church. If you go to a church and they're not constantly talking about faith, then they're, they're, you know, you're not going to grow. Faith is the most, one of the most essential ingredients to your life. So people call us word of faith, whatever they want to call it. You know, we don't have any labels. We're not denominational. We're not hooked into any association, Southern Baptist, the, the Pentecostal. We, you know, you know we, we just say, hey, we're going to start a church. God told us to start a church. But we are word of faith. We do preach faith and because faith is very important. Somebody say amen. Why is faith so important? Well, you can't be saved without it. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, for by, for by grace are you saved through faith. Yeah? Why is it important? Why do you need faith? Because you can't live without it. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Is that true? All right. Why is faith important? Because you can't please God without it. Yeah? Hebrews 11 and 6 said that he that comes to God must believe that he is, right? For without faith, it is in what? Possible what? To please God. You can't please God without it. <laughs> Are y'all still with me? Huh? Can't grow without it. Because the Bible says your faith is growing increasingly. Somebody say Amen. Faith is very important to God. That's why when you come here, you're going to hear a lot of messages on faith. Amen. Uh, we're getting ready to go down into the month to the faith conference to uh, Dr. Rogers. Amen. At the end of this month. Amen. Uh, KFC uh, Kingdom Faith Conference. Amen. We do faith right. <laughs> That's what their slogan is. Amen. So we'll be down there preaching. He's going to have me preaching five or six times. And we're going to preach on faith. Amen. My father in the ministry, first man that baptized me, laid hands on me. I received the Holy Ghost at seven years old was Dr. Pop Gould. Uh, you know, we got a wall out there for him called the, the Pastor Gould Wall of Faith because he taught me faith. He brought Fred uh, Price in. I met Fred Price when I was seven years old when we were living in Charlotte before we even came to Houston. Somebody say amen. 
So faith has always been a very important part of my life. And faith is a very important part. If you're sitting there with a question mark, like, I don't know nothing about faith, you need to get into the word of faith. You need to, you need to, come on, somebody. You, you need to drown yourself in faith messages. Somebody say amen. amen. Who are some of these people? Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland. Come on, somebody. Lester Summerall. Hello? Fred Price. I don't like no, listen to no white people. Well, you need to get delivered and stop being racist. But you can go listen to Fred Price in the city. I'll be healing. Somebody say amen. amen. Faith is very important. And I used to wonder. I used to, I, I used to wonder. Because I've been a part of a lot of church. I've been a part of almost any denomination you can think of. Baptist church. I've been a part of, of uh, a Pentecostal church, God in Christ church. I was part of Presbyterian Church, United Methodist Church, CME uh, uh, Church, all of that, all of that, all, all the kind of churches you could think of. And, and I used to wonder, people used to come to church, and they used to read the word, and, and they'd be faithful to come to the church. But I, I wonder, and then in the Baptist Church, we'd always sing about stuff that never manifested. Preach about it, too. Hello? He's a doctor that never lost a, they said, in the, he's a doctor that never lost a, well, he's having funerals every other week. People was dying. He looked like he was losing patience. People was getting sick. They was dying. Hello? He's a lawyer in the courtroom. All their children was going to jail. Hello? He's a provider. Come on, somebody. And people was broke and poor. And I wonder, I say, God, why in the world? What, what's, what's the problem? Does your word work? Doesn't work. He said, well, somebody had preached to them, watch this, uh, Bishop. Somebody had preached to them about salvation so they had faith for salvation because faith comes by. Somebody had preached to them about being faithful and coming to Sunday school and coming to church every Sunday. And so they had faith for being faithful, coming to church. Somebody had preached to them about tithing. Y'all remember tithing every week? You know, you'll be cursed with a curse. He'll take it out your hide if you don't bring it into your tithe, all that. So people had a faith to tithe. Somebody say amen. But, but nobody preached that you could be healed absolutely 100% of the time. So people didn't have faith for that. Nobody preached that you could be prosperous, that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and have no sorrow so you can be rich. Nobody appreciate it. So because faith come by hearing, they didn't have the faith for it. Is this true? If you're going to have faith for something, you got to preach it. So when I keep preaching that they're going to be at least 10 millionaires in the next two years, when I keep preaching... When I keep preaching that 2023 is the year to be debt free... When I keep preaching, everybody gonna double their salary this year. And we got five, six people already double their salary. Now you got the faith for it, and now it's coming too. Boy, y'all came to preach this morning. Somebody say amen. Man, this message turned out good. So faith is very important. Everybody say faith is important. This would be a part of your diet every week. Y'all, if you're not listening to a message about Mark 11, 23, 24 every week, you're missing it. I'm telling you. I listened to a message last night. Mark 11, 23, 24. Do you think I know about heart? Huh? Huh? Do you think I know about heart? I do. 
Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast to the sea, shall not die in this heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have what? Whatsoever he said. But just because I know it don't mean I don't need to listen to it. Because faith what? It coming. By what? Hearing and hearing. Jasmine, that's the problem. Keep listening. Because you never get it. Come on, somebody. You got to keep hearing it. Come on, somebody. Everybody say faith. It's very important. I'm giving you some hacks. How to get close to God, how to get the things you need, all that. Right? Number two, love. Now, you can be big on faith and hate everybody. Holding grudges. Come on, somebody. Won't forgive. Somebody bring somebody name. Oh, don't talk about them. I thought you was a Christian. Somebody say amen. The Bible says forgive as. Forgive as. He forgave you. Somebody say amen. You got to champion love. That means you need to hear messages about love. Sister Carla, remind me. I need to preach more messages about love. Somebody say amen. Because the more I preach it, the more you have faith for it. Somebody say amen. amen. But love is very important. Matthew 22, 37 says, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all thy mind. Love is very important. And you shall love your neighbor as your Love is very important. The Bible says love works no ill to his neighbor. Somebody say amen. So love is very important because faith works by number two. Number three, priorities, which we talked about last week. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, this is one of the biggest problems with, with, I'm telling you. People miss this, and that's why you're not growing. That's why, that's, that's why stuff not working out. Watch this. What if God's blessing you in proportion to your commitment to the local church? You come once a month, two, twice a month. You skip, you skip Bible study. I ain't got to do this and that. Yeah, okay, that's what God does. Y'all, you want to be faithful. You want God to be faithful to you. You got to be faithful to God. What did God say? Draw nigh to. And I what? It's a reciprocation. It's a relationship. Amen. Don't want to be married to somebody. I'm always the one saying I love you. And every time I hear I love you, you got to have two at the end. I love you too. But what about, what the heck? Somebody say amen. That needs to be some what? Reciprocation. So priority, y'all, this is the most important thing about God. We talked about last week. Y'all, he wants to be prioritized. Women, God has a lot of testosterone. He has an ego like a man. Somebody say amen. Amen. My wife get up, start cooking breakfast with all the other men in the neighborhood. I'm going to have a problem with that. But I love everybody. No, love me more. Come on, somebody say Amen. Prioritize me. Somebody say amen. Hello? 
and women like that too. She, she don't want to be out you looking at every other butt that's passing by. Somebody say, man, you can something wrong with your eyes? Ma'am, can you come back here so my husband can look at your behind? No, women want to be what? Prioritized. They want to be preeminent. God wants to be preeminent in your life. That's so funny. People that worship other gods, they're not ashamed to do this. You ever go to a Chinese buffet place? Huh? You ever go to a Chinese buffet? Huh? Go to the counter and you're going to see some chicken wings and some fries. Right beside the Buddha. Do you know why? That's the first chicken wing and fries they made that day. And they're offering it to their God so that they can be successful. How many of y'all ever seen that? A plate of food next to a God in a Chinese place. I was in there, I was in there, I was in, yeah, don't feel, just, no homo, man, no homo. But my wife, she done got me into going, getting pedicures and manicures and stuff. She's, she liked me to have clean hands and stuff like that. So I was in the place getting a pedicure the other day. And y'all, I saw a big loaf of bread, loaf of bread. By the Buddha dog. You know why? Because that God says, I want to be first. And people who serve the true and living God, we serve God any old kind of way. We do it however we want to. We roll up out of bed if we feel like it on a Sunday, or every Sunday we don't roll up out of bed. We come on Wednesday night if we got enough gas money, we feel like it, or we don't come on a Wednesday night. We give in the offering if we feel like we got it. We don't give. No, no. God wants to be preeminent. Can somebody say amen? Look at Exodus 20 and 3. Was this the first commandment? What was the first commandment? Y'all remember? Why do you think he put it first? <laughs> the first commandment is put me first. Seven day Adventist. Why you don't worship on Saturday? Because I don't wait till the last day of the week to worship God. Worship him first. The first day of the week. I don't give God leftovers. Somebody say amen. Mm. What does it say? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. It's okay to enjoy football, but don't enjoy football before him. Somebody say amen. It's okay to have a nice car. Don't, don't have the nice car in the nice house at the expense of, of not worshiping him first. Somebody say amen. amen. Now listen, this, these are just three little things I'm going to put down and then we're going to go into the, the kingdom but when you don't need money and stuff like that. But y'all, it's going to lead us into that. Number one, prioritizing God helps in all areas. Single people, they seem to have a problem with, with fornication and temptation. But see, prioritizing God helps you to resist temptation. How? How? Let's go over to uh, um, let's go over to Genesis 39. It's verse 9, but this is Joseph and that, that cougar, you know, part of his wife. She wanted Joseph to 
Bible said Joseph was fine. He was cute. He looked good. He had six-pack abs. He had skins of bronze, and he looked good to her. And she kept tempting him. Let me help you if you're dealing with temptation. Let me help you with something that's going to help you. I mean, you could be in the middle of a bed butt naked and you'll get up and get out. Let me help you. And you could be in the middle of a binge on Pornhub and you'll turn it off in Gmail. Let me help you. Because most people with temptation, the, 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 main, the main objective is not getting caught. Hello? But listen to what Joseph said. He said, no, I prioritize God. Listen to what he said. He said, listen, he said, there is none greater in the house than I. Neither has he kept back anything from me but thee, because you're his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? When Jesus becomes Lord, when God becomes preeminent, then I can't do this. And some of y'all, if y'all be honest, you saw yourself in the middle of some temptation, watching something you shouldn't watch, doing something you shouldn't do, and the Spirit of God rose up on the inside of you and said, how can I do this? And you walked out, and you turned it off, and you left. Somebody say amen. Prioritize God. Somebody say amen. Because when you see it's always looking around. Do they know? Do they know? Did they find out? Forget about them. They can't send you to hell. They can't heal your body. They can't provide for you. What about God? <laughs> what about God? Somebody say amen. Reason you keep your temptation, you're not prioritizing God. Somebody say amen. God, God, your, your relationship with God, God is better than that. He made me better than this. I'm better than this. Why am I up here doing it? You ought to even in the midst of your pig pen situation with the pig slop like the prodigal son, you ought to come to yourself and say, I'm better than this. God made me better than this. I belong to my God. I can't do this anymore. God's bringing me out of sexual sin. I had so many uh, uh, experiences in college, even with a girl in the college, in the middle of it, the spirit of God came on me, and I got up and got out of there. Somebody say amen. amen. Prioritizing God will help you resist the That's why I said it's one of the most important things. Prioritizing God will help you get healed and maintain healing. Amen. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 16 and 12. Is this good? Yeah. <laughs> There's a man named Asa, and also, and Asa in the 30th and 9th year of his reign, was diseased in his foot until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not the Lord, but only physicians. Is anything wrong with doctors? No. But remember, God wants to be. When you got a headache, come on, women, time of the month, you got cramps and all that. What do you reach for first? Your anointing oil or Advil? Quiet in the building. He wants to be first. You ever heard somebody say, all we can do, all we can do now is pray. God's like, what? Wait until the last to pray. Somebody say amen. No, he wants to be first. It wasn't the fact that he went to the doctors. It wasn't the fact God, God, that God didn't like it. it. It was the fact that 
He didn't, he didn't consult God first. Somebody say amen. Come on, somebody. By the time you go to the doctor, you should have anointed yourself. You should have prayed. You should have prayed in tongues. You should have had a, a prayer made praying with you. You should have had the prayer of agreement, the prayer of healing. You should have quoted uh, 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 Isaiah 53 and 5 at least 10 times. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. Chastised my peace upon him. And with his stripes, we're healed. And as you take the medicine, you say, by his stripes, I'm healed. I'm taking this medicine right now. But I'm not going to always have to take it. Somebody say amen. He wants to be first. And before you get an intrusive, invasive procedure that they tell you you must have it. Is that how doctors talk? Yeah, you must have it. You gotta have it or you're gonna die. They talk to you like this. Like, bro, what kind of bedside man are you got, bro? I'm the one with it. Come on, somebody. What if I come home and commit suicide because you told me I was going to die? You ain't got no encouragement, but before you go get some intrusive, invasive procedure, and I'm going to tell you, any procedure is risky. Somebody say amen. Yes, sir. Especially you going into some elective surgery stuff. Baby, you better pray about it 10 times. Yes. I need a gastric bypass. Do you know how many people have died on the table with a gastric bypass? And it was an elective surgery. What's the little comedian girlfriend name? Just that? Yeah, DC Young Flag. It's an elective surgery. And she did. Trying to get some cosmetic, whatever, whatever. Somebody say amen. No, you better seek the Lord. Somebody say amen. You get a diagnosis, seek the Lord. Somebody say amen. They tell you you got some disease, you better seek the Lord. Somebody say amen. They tell you how to get some operation, you better seek the Lord. Talk to your pastor, get some wise counsel, get a prayer team on it. Because sometimes surgery is unnecessary. Do I have a witness in here? Oh, she said a lot. What they told you, you, gotta, you, got, you must have a triple, quadruple, uh, centriple bypass. We say, no, we don't. Lay hands on her, pray for her. Somebody say right now, she's still right here. He just wants to be prioritized, y'all. Seek him first. Somebody say amen. Is this good for anybody? Mr. Israel, let's turn out there. And now, back to your money. Y'all, let me tell you. God don't need your money. Let me tell you. You ever looked at the dollar bill? It's got a lot of cultic symbols on there. You know that? God don't have your, he don't have money in heaven. He don't need money in heaven. Do you understand that? He don't. So the whole thing about money and sowing seeds and giving and giving and offerings is God wants to see if you will what? Prioritize. Somebody say amen. That's all he wants. And over and over in the scripture, we see the principle of prioritizing God with your finances. And when you prioritize God with your finances, he'll bless the rest of your finances. Somebody say amen. Is this good for anybody? Y'all, I'm preaching myself happy. I don't care. 
I'm preaching myself happy today. All right. So let's go over to uh, 2 Kings. Oh, 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. <laughs> and verse 12. Y'all remember the widow and Elijah? Here it is. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have, all I have is the cake, a handful of meal in a barrel, a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I'm gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. This is the last supper she's prepared. She got a cake. She did what she could. Yeah? Listen to what the man of God said. And Elijah said to her, fear not, go and do as you said, but make me thereof a little cake. When? First. Make, make me the cake. When? First. He represented God. Give it to me first. Y'all, we talk about the tenth and the tithe and all that. Y'all, it's not just about a tenth. You can take a calculator and calculate a tenth off. And it still won't bless you. Because God, see, some of us, we sit there and we pay all our bills, our bills. Okay, now I can pay my tithes because I got enough money. No, no, no. No, he wants it when? First. He wants our top. He wants to be prioritized. So she was getting ready to die. That's all she had. But because she prioritized the man of God, it's unselfish, give it to me first. Well, he represented God. He was in the kingdom of God. He said, give it to me first. We're changing what? Jurisdictions with what you got. And you brought it into the kingdom. When you gave it to me first, you changed jurisdiction. You brought it into the kingdom. And now I can bless it. I can multiply it. And y'all, her oil never ran out. Amen. Somebody say amen. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Y'all see 14 there? Y'all see 14? Come on, let's go. We can get it. Is it up there yet? Okay. I need me, hey, watch this. I need me to scream like this so I have to look like it. Is that okay? For thus said the Lord Israel, the being of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of the oil run out until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth because she prioritized God. So y'all, when we give, even this morning, as we give, and we prioritize God, y'all, we're setting ourselves up for a financial blessing and a financial miracle. You can only get a financial miracle or a financial blessing if you prioritize God. I heard that the man of God did such a great job uh, on Wednesday night giving an appeal and so forth. And we had a member that was in great need, great need, great need, needed a place and all that. And he said, you know, if you give, you'll partake of his grace. Gave all she had on Wednesday night. Y'all, by Thursday, come on. Sir. Now remember, we told y'all we're in the less than 24 hours zone. Something that has been held up. Come on, somebody. You need favor. You need God to move. Y'all, all God, he don't need your money, but all he wants to see is that you'll trust him. By, come on, somebody. Give it to him first. How many of y'all gave all you had on Wednesday night? Didn't nobody give all they had? But she did. Somebody say amen. Gave her last, gave all she had, and then God came through in a big way. Somebody say Amen. 
So we talked about, remember, we talked about on Wednesday night about this money thing. So when you prioritize God, you enter into a zone where money is what? Unneeded. We talked about that, y'all. And it was so good. I want to I want to hit a couple of points on that. Y'all, there is a time when money will not be needed. There's a time when 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 you're not gonna need money. So here's what I've learned over the years. Okay? Here's what I've learned over the years. Okay. You pay your tithes and so forth. You, you give it unto the Lord, it's unto the Lord. We call it the king's gifts over here. So we had a mass exodus from the church during COVID. Y'all remember that? People stopped coming to church. Now, I'm a pastor, so I got a lot of friends that are probably what? Pastors. <laughs> and y'all, this is the reason why you don't take cues from the world. COVID was a pivotal moment for churches in America. I want you to hear this. COVID was a pivotal moment for people in churches in America. I got friends who lost their church. Not even pastor no more, lost the building, lost everything. Okay? Because, once again, the world told us what to prioritize. Hello? Now, the same people that wouldn't go to church because of COVID, did they go to Walmart? Hello? Did they go to Walmart? That's all I want to know. Or was Walmart walking, knocking on people's doors with groceries? No, they went to H-E-B. Come on, somebody. They went to Walmart. They went to gas stations. They went to beauty shops. And black Baptist people still went to funeral. Come on, somebody. But when you going to prioritize God? And a lot of my friends lost everything. They lost churches. People lost churches because they didn't do what God said. What did God say? God said, for the sake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is, and even the more as you see the day approaching. You ought to be meeting more, not less. Somebody say amen. When there's a crisis, you ought to be meeting more and not less. When people are getting sick and dying, you ought to be meeting more and not less and laying hands on the sick so they shall recover. Somebody say amen. But they didn't do that. So in the middle of COVID, when we're raising money to buy a new building, somebody say amen. People are losing the building they already got. They're losing members. People didn't come back. And what happened was when we had the great exodus of the church and they told us, they said, just stream, 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 and get your, get your, get your, you know, get your finances. They can give online. It was a trick. Because out of sight, out of and people were faithful to stream for a month, two months. Come on, somebody. And then people start, well, we're going to go on our way to the beach. We're going to stream. So wait a minute. You're going to the beach, but you can't go to church. <laughs> and then what happened? People stopped giving. So now... Leaving the church becomes convenient because now I don't even have to sit there and be guilty and not tired. Don't nobody know if I'm tired or not. So I can keep my money. But have you noticed the money that you kept? Come on, somebody. It says in Haggai, you put it in bags with holes in it. Come on, somebody. You brought in more, but you didn't have more. Come on, somebody. You kept eating but couldn't get full. 
Money's not even needed. Somebody say amen. Come on, somebody. That person gave their lands and the all the money, all the stuff they needed. They didn't even need money for it. They needed favor. So what I've discovered is when you give God, come on, somebody, when you give God out of your surplus or you give God out of your life, all you're telling God is I trust you and our money may not be needed. And I see so many times when I needed favor more than I needed money. Somebody say amen. Y'all, we had $400,000 in the bank, but no bank would give us a loan. Y'all, money wasn't doing us no good. We needed favor. You need favor. I need a new position on a job so you can get more money, right? Before you get the position, what you need? Money not going to get you the position. And so we, we worship money. We love money. We're going after the money. We're going after the bag. We're trying to stack it. We're trying to get our hustle game on. We're trying to work two and three jobs. We're working all this overtime. Boy, I remember when I was young, boy, you could get some overtime. Man, I'm getting time and a half. Y'all, you get all that time and a half, and the money say, find me. Somebody say amen. Because you're not prioritizing God with your finances. Somebody say Amen. So remember we talked about it last week, just the part that everybody got excited on, that sometimes you don't need money because sometimes God don't give you the thing, but what does he do? He can give you the thing that what? He can give you the thing that leads to the thing. Or he can give you the thing that leads to the thing, that leads to the thing, that leads to the thing, that leads to the thing. How many of y'all rather him give you the thing that leads to the thing that leads to the thing than give you a whole bunch of money? Come on, somebody. Can I show it to you one more time? And I'm done. I'm glad I came to church today. Are you glad you came to church? I'm learning so much. Are you learning so much? If you're learning something, let me see your hand. You ought to be learning something. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Let's go to Luke chapter 5. Now this is how money works in the kingdom. I didn't know how much this scripture had in it. Now, you can subscribe to the earth curse system, deprioritize God, because you got to do that. If you're going to work this earth curse system, you got to deprioritize God, because you can't love God and mammon. Mammon is the earth curse way to get money. So you got to work on Sundays. Or you got to work so hard six days a week that Sunday's the only day you can get a little sleep so you can't come to church on Sunday. Come on, somebody. And then you got to uh, network with your sorors and your fraternity brothers 
and your mason stuff, and then you can't come to church because you're doing all that stuff, or you got to connect with some uh, little league team and this and that and somebody. So you got to, you know, take your daughter to cheer, and you got to take this and that and all this stuff because you're trying to, and, and it's all about money. It's all about networking. It's all about people trying to get ahead. It ain't even about, ain't even about all that stuff. I talk to people with, with the little league. Man, they making so much money off them little league things and, and equipment and trips and all that stuff. It's all about the man. And so people do all this stuff trying to get something and end up with nothing. And y'all, why do people hold up the line? Scratching on. People say, you prejudice against your own people. I just watch our people. I do it don't be God, it just be me. I go to the store, I go to the convenience store or something, and some dude going up to the, to the, to the thing, I said, I bet you he finna, ain't nothing good he finna get. Oh, I need the uh, so-and-so, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. Get some, some, some cigarettes or some, something, 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 they can put on something else. Getting a margarita behind the thing. Getting a scratch off for the, for, what, why? Why do we spend this money on the lottery? Because we want money. Because we think money's going to solve it, and money's not going to solve it. Somebody say amen. What do you need more than money? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You can write this down because it's not on my notes. What do you need more than money? You need God's approval. You need the blessing on your life. You need the blessing on your life. You need an increase, abundance, and overflow anointing on your money. Somebody say amen. <laughs> you need a lot of stuff, and you need favor. F word. Somebody say favor. Favor is somebody picking you out of crowd and saying, I want to bless you. Not him, not her, not them. I want to bless you. I'm doing it just for you. I don't know. I can't tell you, y'all, when, when God started bringing me up, Courtney, listen to this, when God started bringing me up, how many people, how many people came to me and said, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this for you. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for you. I don't know why I never do this. I'll never do this, but I'm going to do this for you and your wife. I don't know why I'm going to do this for you and your daughter. I don't know why. Somebody say, favor! Favor is God picking you out and saying, I'm going to bless you. Today is your day. Y'all, you know I got money. I could pick out in this crowd. I could just say, I'm going to bless you. You're going to get $1,000 today. I could. Oprah said, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. You know how she did it? She had enough money. She just had favor. And that student audience got whatever it was that she was giving out that day. They was in the right place at the right time. It wasn't the audience the week before. It wasn't the audience the week after. It was that audience. Somebody say amen. amen. You need favor on your life. And favor is more than money. The only way you get
measure God's favor is when you prioritize God. If you deprioritize God, you can get all the money in the world but not have no favor. Somebody say amen. Steve Jobs had all the money in the world, but he didn't have no healing favor when he had pancreatic cancer. You need favor. Everybody say favor. So God don't have to bring you the thing. He brings you the thing that does what? Leads to the thing. Look at it. Luke chapter 5. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were going out of them, and they were washing their nets. Okay? They didn't catch anything all night. We're going to find out. So they needed money. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon. And he prayed. He asked him, would you thrust out a little from the land? Everybody say the problem. Everybody say, Simon met a person. You can meet a person that'll change your life forever. You know, you don't have to be brilliant. You know, you, 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 know, you, you don't have to be smart. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher too. The things, the things, the things you, you don't have talent, you don't have to have talent to do. Howard Hughes, who was from Houston, who was the first billionaire, I mean billionaire, when the billion, 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 billions was billions, he had them. But he was a recluse. And he met a man. I forgot his name. Now when Howard Hughes met that man, that was the best day of that man's life. Because Howard Hughes figured out he could trust him. And he paid this guy an ungodly amount of money. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And that was back in the 70s and the 80s. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to take a piece of paper from him to a fax machine. Take another piece of paper from a fax machine to him to sign contracts so he could do business without people knowing where he was. You might be a person away from your prosperity. That's why you should treat everybody right. Somebody say amen. Yeah. He met a person. Are y'all still with me? Are y'all still with me? He met a person. The person presented a problem. He entered into a ship. He said, Jesus, I got a problem. He said, can, can you thrust out a little bit from the land? Yeah. Because the people was crowding him on the shore. He said, if I could just get away from the land and teach these people, it would be a great help. Somebody say amen. Peter solved the problem. Somebody say amen. Get good at problem solving. Once you prioritize God, he's going to start bringing people into your life. Now, y'all, I'm going to tell you this. Do you know the reason why you're not rich yet? You know the reason why? It's your fault. Two amens on that. The reason you're not rich yet is your fault. Ecclesiastes says, time and chance. Come on, let me see. Time and chance. Okay, did, did Michael Jordan get his time and chance? He's rich, right? Yeah, yeah. Did Steve Jobs get his time and chance? Steve Harvey got his time. We, we was talking secular. Somebody say amen. But guess what the Bible says? The Bible says time and chance happens to who? Everybody. But when your chance came, 
kill somebody? Did you miss it? Did you miss it over here in the wrong relationship? Did God bring your person by, but you was too high to even know who it was? You was too drunk on alcohol. Come on, somebody. Did you miss it? Come on, somebody. Can we pray for a second chance? Hallelujah. Because he's the God of another chance. But time and chance happens to people. And you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know who you're dealing with. Even when people are younger, you don't know who you're dealing with. Michael Jordan met a man. I don't know who his, I don't know his name was. I forgot his name. It's on his documentary. When his daddy died, there was a bunch of security guys. There was one guy that he took to. <laughs> yeah. He met a man. Somebody say amen. God sent you a person. Yeah. And, 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 and when he was going through with his daddy, he would call that, that old security guard. And the guy would stay up on the phone with him 2 a.m. in the morning crying with Michael Jordan because he missed his daddy. Come on, somebody. So when that man got cancer, hello, he needed all kind of treatment. Guess who was there first? Michael Jordan. Guess who paid the bill? Michael Jordan. Come on, somebody. You were one person away. You, you, come on, somebody. That's why you got to treat people right. That's why you got to always deal with excellence. That's why when somebody gives you a problem, don't always find 10 excuses about why you can't do it. Come on, somebody. You know, Rachel needed a husband. Y'all remember Rachel? <laughs> Y'all remember Rachel? You think she wanted some money? Rachel's getting ready to become a millionaire. But you know how it happened? She met a man at the well. Abraham's servant. Who had come looking for a wife for Isaac. And you know what the person presented? A problem. Look for the person with the problem. Closer to you. Come on, somebody. Now, a lot of our people, we're averse to problems because we're averse to work. Come on, somebody. I hate it. Every time I go to Walmart, I go to some business, I went down here to Home Depot, black people. All they do, I'm telling you, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. These are the people I run to. All they talk about is when I'm going to go on break. I just time my time for break. She came in like I got to work. I got to go on break. When I'm going to get on break? Come on, somebody. Do you ever come to work to work? <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? What about these Walmart people? Supposed to be with their count with their light on? They standing behind the pole with their light off. Because they don't want to work. And then you say, Are you open? Like they're doing you a favor. They ain't you at work? Like they're doing you a favor. I'll take you. <laughs> See, these are the people that's going to miss it. God sent the person. Because the person had a problem. His camels needed to be water. He said, can I get some water? She said, sure, Rachel. She said, sure, you can get some water. She said, when I get you some water, can I water your camels? Come on, somebody. God might not send you the thing, but he'll send you the thing that leads to the thing that leads to the thing. And then the man say, God, my God, my Lord, you have shown me favor this day. This is my, come on, somebody. This is the wife for Isaac. 
So Peter, he, got, he meets Jesus, a person who has a problem. He solved the problem for Jesus. <laughs> and watch this. Look at verse 6. And when he had done these things, listen, verse 5. I'm sorry, verse, verse 4. Now when he had left off speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into deep. He may not give you money. What did he do? He gave you a person. The person had a problem. You solved the person's problem. Just real easy. Oh, no, I'll help you take your bags to the car. You don't know who you're serving. Somebody say amen. So he solved the problem, but he didn't know who he was dealing with. So God sent him a person, the thing that led to another thing, the problem. He solved the problem. The reward for the problem was God, Jesus gave him what? A strategy. God never gave Peter money. Never gave him money. He gave him a strategy. Now, I'm going to tell you my experience with God. He don't give you money. He'll give you a strategy. He'll give you a person. He'll present you with a problem, and it'll lead to a strategy. He said, launch out into the deep. Y'all see this? And let down your nets. Look at verse 5. Simon answered him, say, Master, we taught all night. Ain't no way in the world. Jesus, we just got through washing these nets. You're not no fisherman. You're a speaker. You did real good. But, yo, we not going back out here. But something came over. Look at this. Nevertheless, at your word, I let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. Their net break. Remember, Jesus said, let down your net to verse 4. But he let down the net. And they beckoned for partners. And they came to help them. And they came, and they filled both ships. And they begin to sink. Now, y'all, there are some modern the theologians, experts, we, and we, we had that report. They looked it up. How much fish would it take to sink four boats and all of that stuff? They calculated it out. That in that one day, Peter earned 32 years worth of salary in that one day. Hallelujah. Two claps on that. Because he prioritized God. Y'all, this is the kingdom way. Put the chart up there, please, if y'all got it. Kingdom numbers. This is the kingdom way. Does it all make sense now? Is it coming together? You got to prioritize God. Prioritize God with your finances. Prioritize God with time. Y'all, there, there are people in here, you don't have to miss another Sunday. Let me see your hand. If, if you don't have to miss another Sunday this year, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. You could come to church every Sunday. Why don't you do that? Why don't you prioritize God? He will bless you. God bless some of y'all with jobs. You don't have to work on Sunday no more. You used to. And you still don't come every Sunday. Prioritize God. Just put him first. That's all he wants. Step one, get born again. Number two, disciple in the righteous. We talked about that. Use your faith, number step three, to bring money and items in. And number four, 
Receive favor. That's what we've been preaching about. Receive favor. I can't tell you how many times I didn't need to spend money. Can I tell you something without you getting jealous? 2017, Hurricane Harvey, the worst flood in Texas history, American history, some say. We lost everything. We lost our home. Lost all our cars. In 20 minutes, on August the 27th, we were homeless, living in a, a hotel. Homeless. 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 Somebody say amen. Financially, one of the worst times ever. We went for our dream house on the lake, did not get it, was denied, had the U-Haul, had stuff boxed up, curtains and dishes, had to pull the dishes and the curtains back out. But it was during this time that God said, prioritize me. We sowed a significant seed into one of my mentors, Pastor Robin Gould, my father in the ministry. During the time that hundreds of dollars was coming out of our county every day because we was in the hotel. You think they did something for Harvey victims? What y'all think? Y'all think they lowered the rates? Y'all think they gave us free nights? Absolutely not. No. No. That money kept coming out your account. So you didn't have no more. And then if you didn't have the money by 2 o'clock the next day, they put you out. They were so nice to the Hurricane Harvey victims. So we sowed a significant seed. Major ministry called us, said, we're going to give you some money. We knew it would be $5,000, $10,000. I said, no. The Lord said, no, don't take that money. Sow a seed into them. And we did. We did. We did. Then God said, go back and look at the house that you got denied for on the lake. Hello? Went back in less than 28 days. Come on, somebody. Watch this. Before, when we got denied, need $40,000 for your down payment and closing costs. When we came back in less than 28 days, needed zero down. Come on, somebody. No money down. Come on, somebody. Got a check back at closing. Come on, somebody. House fully furnished. Come on, somebody. God did it for me. When money wasn't needed. That same year. That same year. I got two Mercedes given to me because I had favor because I kept prioritizing God. Somebody say amen. amen when money is not needed. Somebody say amen. amen. That same year we went back and got a house. I got another house given to me. I'm just telling you about the principles, y'all. They worked. They work. But who he be investing in? God? How they get that big old church? They ain't got them in mirror. They must be hooked into the Southern Baptist. They must be with the full gospel. They must be weird with nobody but Jesus. God did it. God did it. And people can count you out. They can say you'll never be nothing. They can look at you crazy. Why y'all, what the, what the H? Y'all still having church doing COVID? Yeah, because God told us to. And we raised the money. And we kept our members. Yes, sir. 
Amen. That's why I don't get filled with nobody saying. Somebody say amen. amen. I don't live for them. I don't serve them. Come on, somebody. I know my God and whom I serve and whom I believe. And when money run out, God can do it without money. Somebody say amen. <laughs> you can't tell me about this. You can't tell me about God. Can't tell me about God don't want people to prosper. The devil is a lie. You can't tell me God don't want people healed. The devil is a lie. You just ain't been taught it. You don't have the faith for it. Somebody say, you probably need to be over here so you can learn to hear some faith. Now, let me tell you, if you get this down where we preach it, you'll never have money problems another day in your life. Do you know I don't have money problems? How could he say that? Because I don't. Somebody say amen. Because God has blessed me and he can bless you just like he blessed me. Because Acts 10.34 says he's not a respecter of persons. But you know what the devil's fighting most of y'all? Consistency. He's fighting faithfulness. He's fighting priority. If you keep God first, Matthew 6, 33, seek, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all, come on, it's righteous, and all these what? What are you working for? Yeah, you're working for money so you can exchange money to get some things. But the Bible says all these things will I do what? I'm going to add it to you. I'm at it. But you know what you got to do? You got to come on this earth Christmas. You do. Now, I'm going to put this on something, but this is true. You know why a lot of people don't get healed or sustain their healing? Some of y'all never thought of this. God told me this the other day. You know why some people don't get healed or sustain their healing? Do you know why? I give you $1,000. You can, you, can, you can tell me why. Huh? Consistency? No. Here's the reason. No. Here's the reason. The government or their job has given them a check attached to their illness. So do you want to be healed or do you want to still get your disability? Hello? Do you want to be healed or do you want to still be able to drive into the handicap? Same thing with money. Same thing with money. God will give a person an opportunity or something to grow their wealth and earn some money, and they'll say, no, I can't make this much money. They'll say that out of their mouth. I can't, if I make that much money, they're going to cut my check off. Hey, one thing, one, let them cut your check off. If you're making $300,000, yeah. do you need a check from the government? We don't get more people healed of mental illness. And get their kids healed of mental illness because you know why? They get a crazy check. 
So if they get healed, the crazy check going to stop. You know, because we get all kind of money for church, we never took a dime. You know why? Because we believe for his healing. Somebody say amen. You got to figure out which kingdom you want. You got to figure out what you want. Oh, no, don't pay. I can't get paid too much. So you, you're, you're, you're cooperating with poverty. You're cooperating with sickness because I get a disability check. Because, you know, the moment Brian by the man's got healed, you know what he had to do? He had to stop begging and start working. Is this too much for you today? Or did you learn something? Stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah.